Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs or uh, our YouTube channel where all our video content and Let's Plays reside is simply Channel Enthusiacs. I am your host, Jeff or Baron Fang, and uh, welcome back to Nick. Hello. And to a man who is assembling a... Cal Ripken like streak here on the uh, on the show. We have Tony. How are you, Tony? I'm good. How are you? Good. The Iron Man back again. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start with you, Tony. What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I've been playing Fallout Shelter since that was finally released on Android. Mm. And uh, while I was playing through that, I remembered that I had uh, I bought a copy of Fallout New Vegas not too long ago, so I started playing that as well on 360. Mm. And uh, then I saw the uh, the remastered version of the iconic Mad World trailer for uh, Gears of War. And I said, yeah, you know, I want to play that too. So I'll pick <laughs> that up on Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, when we have time someday, Nick, I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about uh, about Fallout Shelter, uh, given that it's hmm. sort of in your your uh, your wheelhouse. So, uh, yeah, And you're an, you're an Android guy? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right, cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not like hardcore into it, but uh, I, I would side toward that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what have you been playing lately? While we're on the I've subject? also been playing Fallout Shelter. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, Puzzle and Dragon, Tekken as usual, <laughs> uh, and also going back and playing some FTL. Oh, yeah. uh, let's see what else. There's also, I finally got around to trying Shadow of Mordor, mm. and mm. what was the other one? Spec Ops The Line. Okay, cool. That That game's a few years old, right, Spec Ops? That's been out for a while? Yeah, a couple, I think. Yeah, yeah, cool. Never got around to that. Uh, for my part, I've been playing uh, pretty much, <laughs> as I have the last couple of shows, nothing but Warframe. Basically, I've been uh, neck deep in Warframe and enjoying it quite a lot. There's uh, been an update recently, and uh, yeah, it's it's grabbed hold of me, to get me again and uh, not letting go. And some of the other enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, a few of them. <laughs> We've actually had a few times where we had too many people logged on and couldn't, because uh, it's you know four player co op, and we've had too many. So someday we might have to bust out the new trial mode, which is uh, basically a raid, which to them, which in Warframe terminology is just doubles the player count from four to eight. So maybe we can uh, try that uh, down the line sometime. Um, well, uh, let's get to the uh, topic at hand today, and uh, this was recently brought up. I believe it was you, Tony, that had the suggestion, and I thought, yeah, we're probably overdue to talk advertising uh, and as, as it pertains to games, because uh, it's, some, it's something that, uh, I don't know, maybe that's why we didn't think of it sooner, that because it's just there, <laughs> and we take it for granted in, in a lot of ways, but uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was timely that we, uh, that we talk about that. Um, uh, Nick, you're uh, you're not quite as old as I am, but uh, I'm sure you can remember far back to the uh, the golden age of the Sega versus Nintendo ad, oh, ad yeah. wars, which uh, accompanied the uh, console wars themselves, and um, that was back when uh, you couldn't really watch TV between like. Uh, kids after school hour for too long without seeing a, a video game ad here or there uh to through to the modern era where i can you know i can clearly remember the ad campaigns in prime time and i and maybe you guys can too for games like assassin's creed 3 grand theft auto 4 like those were ads that were on right in the middle of prime viewing uh still are and, and still are a lot of them although uh i i've yet to see a uh i've yet to see a metal gear solid 5 ad but maybe <laughs> maybe uh maybe it's only a matter of time but yeah uh 
it's changed a lot over the days, and obviously things like YouTube and stuff uh, didn't exist uh, back then, nor did uh, uh, you know powerful cell phone devices. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll run the gamut here today. Um, well, I might start off just by asking you guys. I'll, I'll give you my example first of uh, of of what was the first time you ever really saw an ad- advertising and gaming sort of colliding. For me, and this is going way back to I think 1990 or 89. Domino's Pizza had a game developed called Avoid the Noid. No, it was Yonoid. Oh, was it Yonoid? Based on the Avoid the Noid uh, advertising campaign. No, uh, I remember that. Ah, uh, okay. Anyway, I, I actually remember playing this game uh, years ago, and it, it was, you know, it was 100% a Domino's game <laughs> featuring the uh, the Noid character uh, from start to finish, basically. And I thinking back, I don't really know that prior to that I'd ever seen a game like that uh that was completely based on a on, on a company's product or something like that. I know it wasn't the only one, but it was certainly the one that I remembered the the most, and I actually sort of enjoyed it. Not uh, it wasn't a great game. Um, how about you, Nick? When would have been the sort of first time that you sort of saw those uh, worlds colliding? Well, if you're talking about stuff like product placement in games, the first time I really noticed it was. Well, it was because I was reading an article in, in I guess, Nintendo Power or something mm. talking about the Nintendo port of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, yeah. which on the NES was Turtles 2, the arcade game. Mm. Uh, because in there, in that game, there was a spot where a billboard would get, like, get kicked over and there was a couple of foot soldiers behind it and they'd attack you. And if you were under where the billboard dropped, you would get hurt. Yeah. And in the port to the Nintendo, they replaced some generic billboard with, like, Pizza Hut billboards. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So all the pizza companies um, are getting involved. Yeah, and uh, the article was talking about, like, here's product placement in the game. Do players actually care? Does this detract from your experience? Hmm. And this was an official Nintendo Power ar- article. Wow, that's... Uh... It might have been a Nintendo Power. It might have been something else. Hmm. I can't remember exactly. Hmm. It, it. I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Tony? Uh, what was your sort of first memorable experience uh, with gaming advertising? Uh, in-game, t- or other go- in-game or otherwise? Um, man, that's rough. I'm sure, I'm sure. you know, growing up I had commercials that I just I don't think of now. Of course, they probably <laughs> grabbed me when I was younger. But yeah. uh, kind of one that I remember as being memorable, I think, was kind of in the uh, same way that you were describing what that Domino's one was when uh, Burger King did the, uh, the Sneak King, I think it was. <laughs> Yeah. The free download, I think, for 360. <laughs> there were three of those, and they were like three bucks each. Uh, that's right. Oh, okay, wow. yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, but there I was Sneak were... King. There was the mini bike racer one, and a third one. I always wanted to try that Sneak King one. Yeah, I heard like interesting things about it. Like for a little cheap game like that, it was kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, if you were going to pay more than that, it probably would have been a huge ripoff. But yeah, yeah it, I I wouldn't say that's definitely the first, but it's definitely memorable <laughs> for me. <laughs> Well, I, I I might ask a general question to, to both of you. Um, you know, regardless of whether it's TV, um, I've actually seen I've actually seen video game ads before movies, like right before the trailers hit, in a few occasions too. Mm. Just I'll, I'll start with you, Nick. D- does the does the video game advertising um, does it does it really accomplish what it sets out to do, or is it understood what it's setting out to do, or does it depend on the game really? Are, are you referring to advertising for the game to sell the game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Advertising is really important. In fact, there was a, an article uh, the other day. I can't remember exactly where I found it off of Game of Sutra. Um, and it was an indie developer talking about how he tried to 
release a game without advertising. And when you do that, pretty much no one notices unless you have some established uh, uh, franchise or, hmm. or, you know, or some, you're a name or something. Esta- yeah, like you have a name with an established following, you're pretty much not going to get noticed. Now, there might be occasional uh, uh, exceptions here and there. Minecraft. <laughs> Artemis. A slow build. Yeah. Yeah, other stuff they they just get put out and start getting noticed, or they get noticed by someone in particular, and the word spreads that way. But mm-hmm. if you just put something out and no one knows, it's just it's pretty much just going to die straight off. Even if you get reviews, especially if it's a multiplayer thing, and you have to have a certain critical mass of players for this to be interesting, and yeah. you don't have enough, then the trickle that you get in aren't going to stick around to make things interesting for the next people who are going to come in. Yeah, We'll, we'll cover that a bit more later because that's uh, multiplayer and free-to-play stuff, obviously. They've, you've, you've good, it's a good point there. There's obviously some really specific needs in terms of uh, uh, you know, a player base. Uh, Tony, to, to you, um, I, might, I might put a bit of a different spin on the question to you, but like... Um, Disagree with you if you want, but I, I think most gamers are probably pretty well informed, or at least that's the impression I get. Who who are who is the who are these ads targeting? Is it the people that are on the fence about games, or is it is it the people that don't read the the gaming websites? Is it the people that aren't in gaming that they're hoping to attract, or is it a little bit of everything? Do you think? I think it's it's the latter of what you said. It's more people that maybe haven't heard of it, or maybe even so on the fence. Uh, you know, maybe it's, they'll see something, you know, they, they may have even heard of it, like, you know, the, the latest Halo or Call of Duty or something that's coming out. And they're like, nah, but then they see something in a trailer or a commercial or something. They say, well, that, that seems to grab me. So maybe that's, that's what they're going for. But yeah, I, I agree with you that I think most, most gamers these days are pretty well informed. They're, they're doing the research themselves for the most part. You know, they're going out of their way to look into something yeah. to see if it's worth their time. Well, what level of gamer are you talking about? There's going to be the seriously plugged in people and yeah. they're going to be they're going to be able to follow whatever they want and they'll be able to actively get this information on their own. Right. And they can even hunt out stuff that they find interesting. Yeah. But that's going to be a small portion of your audience. Hmm. Yeah, a lot I of people so. a lot of people have a lot of other stuff to do. They're not going to primarily associate like they wouldn't identify their primary hobby as being playing video games but they would still be game consumers they're still a valid audience and and they need to they could love the game that's being made but if they don't know about it they're not going to buy it right like you said there's also those people who you know they might be familiar with a franchise or something but be like eh, assassin's creed 2 3 that's just an example it's like okay I, i'm kind of done with this and then something else happens and and you need to highlight what's different about this yeah it's yeah. not just another something there's something special about this come back and try it yeah well i, I had that ex- I, I had that thought when I, I was in sydney when uh when mass effect 3 came out and i remember seeing mass effect 3 uh commander shepherd bus stop uh ads uh, on the backs of like bus stop boards, and I was thinking to myself, who is it that they're who is it that they're reaching out to with these? Like people like me who are already fans, 
wouldn't have needed it. Uh, where there, I was thinking to myself, are there people that were on the fence about Mass Effect who might have heard of it but never tried it? Who looking at this, thinking, "Oh, this is a blockbuster." I, apparently, uh, should I, should I be interested? Sometimes I wonder whether they're getting value for money out of the, out of stuff well, like I, that. Well, I think that kind of stuff kind of plays to what Nick was saying: is the people that have never heard of it. So maybe they see that, you know, mm. behind, you know, while they're looking at it, and they're like, "Hmm, I'm going to remember that and look that up when I get home." Mm. You know, or something. In the case like of that. something like Mass Effect Three, it's also the third in a trilogy. It probably had enough. Uh, revenue associated with it that yeah. putting up billboards and stuff is is you know given how big the game is might be kind of chump change. Well, yeah. I mean compare that to say Clash of Clans or uh, <laughs> game of Grand Theft Auto Five. Those are another couple examples where Clash of Clans actually just it, it makes so much money they they have an advertising budget they probably can't burn through no matter how hard they try. <laughs> so why not just hit it as hard as you can for Grand Theft Auto Five? That was a big event. Yeah. That was that was like a transcending event. That was a game that they wanted to make as big as possible and they made it as big as possible. And yeah. part of that was getting the word out there and creating the impression of the game that this is a big event. Even if you're not interested in games, this is something you're probably going to p- want to be aware of. Kind of like how, you know, The Dark Knight, even if you're not into superhero movies, you probably wanted to be aware of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the um we, we we touched a little bit on uh, in-game advertising before, and uh, I think have we all have we all played sports games of one sort or another? I I, I know I've played you know sampled them and that no I was gonna say that's not my genre yeah but but I have seen in-game advertising yeah. it's also prevalent in um, racing games yeah yeah exactly and uh, I I remember talking to Greg about this once that to to me having the advertising actually helps the immersion because it it makes it seem yeah. more like real life having the uh, you know the ads on the the boards of the hockey rink or or around the baseball stadium or whatever uh, and. I, I guess it must have been really easy for the developers to just reach out and, and think, well, hey, <laughs> you know, we're going to be doing this game. Uh, you, you advertise in real life. Uh, how, how how about we <laughs> come to some arrangement where we have, you know, Nike or or Pepsi or Coke or whatever on the boards? That seems like a perfect fit to me. But uh, that can uh, be surprisingly tricky because mm. uh, sometimes it would depend on the agency you're working with. But sometimes they'll have very strict limitations on how you can use it and you'd have to submit your use to them for review and that might get rejected so it might wind up instead of you're adding this one art asset depending on who you're dealing with you might have to you know put this art asset up there and they look at it, it's like oh no it's not in the right position you have to put it over here and then you have to start doing this back and forth hmm. so again though that that's dependent on who you're talking to and how humorless they're being at the time but yeah. it's not a lot a lot of these things when you think it sounds real simple it's actually not that simple yeah. the other well, one one did. simple thing they probably could do is uh i know some of these companies will advertise or self you know reference uh other games or franchises in their uh, yeah, yeah. In their games that's probably a lot easier for I, them to do I've i don't know that. how effective that is but I've seen it done before where it's been actually quite clever uh, at, at times. Uh, Monolith used to do that with the odd game. We, they, you'd play of theirs where the other game was referenced or, or advertised somewhere in a sort of clever little way. Uh, yeah, if, 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 it's it, if it's all stuff that you already own, that's much simpler, yeah. yeah. Nick, uh, I'll, I'll put this to both of you, but Nick, have you ever found a, an in, in-game advertising in a, in a game that felt sort of really shoehorned in or that just wrecked the immersion to you or one where it was you felt it was an overreach hmm 
Trying to think. Nothing's really coming to mind. I, I got uh, one, and Tony, you might have encountered this. They had an Axe body spray uh, product placement in one of the splinter cells. Uh, and, did they? Yeah, and it it actually was a, a – you could actually have the Axe body spray in your um, – in your inventory. <laughs> I, I don't remember I, that. I don't know what it did in the game, but apparently it granted you some sort of advantage if Shepard were to you use know, it. You know, mentioning that, I bet that uh, Calorie Mate in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> might be immersion-breaking for some people. It wasn't for me, because I didn't know it was an actual product. But what What is Calorie Mate? Is it, was it some sort of, like, protein bar little, or something Yeah, like little that? nutrition snack bar things. <laughs> They they have they have commercials with Kiefer Sutherland in them like oh twenty four style. They're actually amazing. You should check them out. <laughs> How about you, Tony? Have you ever came across uh, some sort of a product placement in a game that just you found sort of off putting or like uh, wasn't no. wasn't very seamless or uh, immersion breaking? However you want to put it. Yeah, I, like Nick, I can't really think of something. I'm sure there was probably something in again one of these one of, like a Need for Speed title thus on the billboards. And maybe it didn't really have anything to do with the game, but you're, you know, driving 100 miles an hour past it. So you're not really, you know, it's not too, you're you're spending too much time looking at the thing. So no, I mean, I can't really think of anything. Yeah. I think the closest thing I can think of is if there's something like a, a Mountain Dew skin for a car in a racing <laughs> game. That when you look at it, you're like, eh, whatever, and you move on. It, it, it just... It strikes you as odd, but it's not something that, you know, it's very obvious what it is. And after that, you don't really care. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might uh, I, I might ask something of Nick just because I, I, th- I thought you might have some personal knowledge of this. Um, Steam, when you load it up, uh, the the fe- the featured page is, uh, is, I believe, the default sort of home page when you turn it on. And there's a, uh, a rotating uh um, page at the front that's uh, usually about nine or ten slots of the newest sort of stuff, some of which is like Valve advertisements for their own things, but most of it is new or upcoming games. Um, am I to assume that that is a sort of a paid spot that you would have to uh, shell out a little bit to to, to, to Steam to get uh, your, your game featured on there? I don't know about Steam. I've never dealt with that storefront. I have dealt with Android mm. and iOS storefronts. Mm. Uh, and my understanding of those is that you don't have to pay to get on there. You more It's more like you petition the portal oh. to get that kind of placement. Okay. And they, have to, they would have to like it yeah. well enough to put it on there. Because those spots are worth money. They get the most eyeballs. They get the most traffic. Oh, yeah. They'll cause a lot of downloads. And if people see something up there that's garbage... They won't want it. They won't spend money on it, yeah. which means that spot it, it cost it lost money. Yeah, it should make X, and if it makes half X, then that's bad. Yeah, uh, and the the portal owners wouldn't want that, uh, and, and well, the the game makers will want that because still half that X is a huge bump for them. Yeah, but it's uh, the money that the portals will get will come from either the game sales or uh, in app purchases of some sort yeah uh and and that's why it it's you don't have to pay for it if it performs well they're going to get their money yeah uh, tony you would have uh you obviously spend a little little bit of time looking at the gold section on uh the the, the xbox uh uh os uh i mean when you see games pop up in the, those sale versions or the you know game, games on gold they grab your attention, I assume. You've probably bought more than a few that have come up uh, on those pages. 
Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, it's not. It's you have to act. You kind of have to click into it to to actually see what's on sale. But yeah, usually on the the homepage, it'll say like get you know Grand Theft Auto for you know half off or something like that, and that'll kind of pull you in to see the rest of the deals. But I always like to go in every week just to see what is on sale anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, uh, it's, I think it's effective. I think it's 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 worked out. It's it's you know they had to change it on the 360 because if you remember the original yeah. 360 interface with the what was it the what did they call it the tiles mm. or the yeah that that wasn't too effective but the way they have it laid out now is much much better yeah yeah um it, it's worth mentioning trailers uh i don't i don't remember the first time i ever saw a a, a trailer <laughs> for for a game uh it, it it's just something that kind of happened one day and i i don't i honestly don't remember whether it was something that happened pre or post youtube uh, but you know, game trailers. Uh, I mean, there's a whole site called Game Trailers. Uh, so the the concept of uh, of games having trailers, just like movies, to sort of preview the game. I remember back in the day when the, they didn't exist, and the only sort of preview you ever got was a, a downloadable demo. And those have uh, over time become less and less a thing. Um, is the trailer every bit? Of, I'll start with you, Nick. Is is the trailer every bit as important as the ads, or is it just another piece of the puzzle as far as the advertisements are concerned? Well, well, I'll start by saying the trailers were from a long time ago. They're back in. They probably they might predate this in some form or another, but I know that they were around in the PlayStation because you got those demo discs, and oh, some of them yeah. weren't playable games. They were just gameplay video. Hmm. Okay. So I'm sorry I got distracted by that. That what was the question again? Oh no, just just the. Uh, in general, are the trailers every bit as important as the advertising itself? Really, like it, it seems like they spend an awful lot of time, uh, you know, p- you know, polishing and deciding how these things are released. They, they are they as an important piece of the puzzle as they seem to me to be, or they? I I would imagine that there have been people that have done enough A/B testing of here's a release without a trailer, and yeah. then we put in a trailer, and what happens to it? Uh, to be known that th- it does give you a, a positive ROI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. Um, but, you know, for a lot of places, they have the option to put in a video. It's probably a good idea to put in a video if you can. Uh, I would actually say the tricky question is actually, and it's kind of a whole nother can of worms, but if you if you release some form of demo, that's yeah. that's that's a difficult calculation because it could help or hurt. Yeah, yeah, and I know in some cases I have made a do not buy <laughs> based on a demo, and uh, I know. Or, or do you get enough of the game out of the demo that you don't need to actually get the game anymore? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's possible for some people. Although in a in an era where you can now use Steam refunds, maybe that's less uh, of an issue. Maybe it's more. I don't know. Um, how about you, Tony? Uh, you you've obviously uh, you've obviously got on the hype train for a, a game or two <laughs> over the years. Uh, for you, is it the trailer that's that's done it more often than not, or is the trailer just been one of the things that's piqued your interest about games? For me, I'd say it's definitely kind of the the most important. Um, and I was as far as importance goes, uh, you know, I think the the no, almost the norm has become at least for you know your main AAA PC and console releases is that really the first form of advertising for that game or the first thing you even see about a game is a trailer. Mm. You know, that's the very, you know, the, the release trailer or whatever it may be. That's the very first thing you hear about it. So yeah, it's almost, you know, integral in a game release nowadays, mm. but yeah, it's the trailers have definitely uh, sold me on a game, you know, from day one. If, uh, if I might use a, an example, I'm, I knew I was going to bring up sooner or later, or actually I mentioned it at the top of the podcast was that gears of war, uh, yeah. map world trailer. 
I remember watching that and just like, I am so intrigued by this game now because of that trailer. Mm. And it didn't even really show gameplay, which, you know, is a big argument of a lot of people these days is that sometimes you don't really yeah. know what a game is about. But I think that one sold it pretty well. Yeah. Does it uh, ever grate on you when you get to the end of the trailer and uh, it's got the all the pre-order details, uh, all the pre-order details, and all the pre-order uh, packages well, see, and stuff? That's <laughs> annoying nowadays because that's well, you know, pre-orders really weren't a thing. You know, especially like back in the Gears of War day, it wasn't. You know, as far as I know, it wasn't a thing. Hmm. Um, and yeah, if if we're gonna touch on, you know, we're gonna cover it. Hmm. I mean, that's really the no. I feel like at least with TV ads nowadays, like that's. That's all it is, is look at the shiny new pre-order thing you get if you pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Did you pre-order yet? You know, we're back in the, you know, well, and there are some examples, like I think Destiny really did a, a good trailer where they had like kind of real people, well, they were actors, obviously, but kind of acting like they're they're all buddy-buddy playing a game. You know, that was a pretty good one. But otherwise, yeah, most of these, the, the trailers nowadays, I feel like just, just rely on these pre-orders that really, I think, mean nothing. But uh, Nick is... Uh... Is, is pushing the pre-order in the ad, I mean, is that just the done thing? Is it is that the reason to get the ad there out there in the first place is an opportunity to push that, that pre-sale, or is it just case-by-case case basis, really? Honestly, I don't know. I, I have never dealt with or paid any attention to pre-orders on in any form on any side. Good for you. So, <laughs> uh, one thing, a, a side point that's worth uh, bringing up, too, is that uh, for some games, uh, the the video trailer there there there's video trailers that come out for public for commercials, but there's also like concept trailers mm. that are used to say you don't want to make a working prototype of a game first thing. Yeah, you might make a concept trailer to show people inside your own organization what you're planning to make from this game. Yeah, and. It's entirely possible that that's where the Colonial Marines demo video came from that <laughs> wasn't representative of anything in the game. Is like this is actually just something we made to show what we want the game yeah. to be in. So was that a disastrous – if that was the case, and I, that, I like that theory as much as any I've heard, then was it a big mistake to put that out there as like uh, an actual I don't know. Did it result in more sales than otherwise? I, mean, I Probably. I mean, that, that's kind of the point <laughs> of the advertising, whether or not you think that's the yeah. appropriate uh, approach to take. If it, if it drove more sales, then I guess it did its job and yeah. therefore was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, unless you take a longer term approach and and think that well it it uh, hurt our development publishment brand and people don't trust us anymore yeah. and the, you know then you start getting into more complicated yeah. issues. Well, that's the long view. I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting question. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Short term, it probably did help the game quite a bit. You know? you know, there are times when when it will give you money to cash in your long term on the short term. You might wind up with a net positive. Yeah. Well. How many game companies have gone under with that sort of uh, <laughs> attitude? I wonder. A few. I, well, I you'd have to be very judicious with your use of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote I wrote this down because it uh, it occurred to me that this is uh, actually sort of tied to the topic at hand. I I've I've quite liked uh, a few games that have managed to have clever fake advertising in them. I.e., they have 
in 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 the world building in building the world there are ads around as there are in real life uh that that end up being part of the experience of the game itself fallout's a great example of that that i think it really does that well a lot of the ads in that and the uh is it what's the cola nuke nuke cola nuke nuke cola like everybody associates that <laughs> with fallout that's one of the many memorable things about the uh about the world uh i i've always liked games that have done a very good job of uh of of you know coming up with uh with, with things like that particularly when they're you know obviously a parody of something like that um i was trying to think of other examples uh that that was the one that came to mind first and foremost uh you, you, often when you see them they're clearly you know panning something else but uh I think it's a nice touch when they manage to uh, to go beyond the you know generic billboard and and actually sort of um, you know make a shot at something or uh, say something interesting uh, in the ads. Um, ga- gaming sites, um, I I don't go to nearly as many as I used to, so I, I've kind of over the years, and maybe I've just learned to t- tune them out, but. Uh, I'm assuming that there's still as many banners and things that there, as there's been in the past. Uh, is is that is that? I mean, am I am I alone in that? Do you guys, when you go to to larger news sites, do, do you tune those out? Do you think other people are tuning them out? Is there any? Is anyone getting any value out of these click banner ads any longer, uh, or or have companies moved on to bigger and better things with their ad dollars? Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Nick. Well, let's see here. I. I mean, they're still around. Yeah. I don't know exactly what the, um, say, the click-through rate for these things is. Mm. I, I've heard observations that they're very bad. Uh, I, they might be cheap. They might be effective. They might be. It might be a question of how well targeted they are, mm. uh, because these things are run. Those ad banners aren't like okay. Let's say mm, EA wants to put a Madden banner on Kotaku. Yeah. EA doesn't talk directly to Kotaku. Yeah. There's actually an advertising agency in between that starts buying ad space in various on, places. Yeah, yeah, in various places on like Docker Media or whatever. But on top of that, there and this goes back to the whole question of analytics and tracking people's tendencies. You'll start to get an idea from your browser history, other cookies you have, and information that can be gathered from what you've sent out if you're likely to be interested in something else. So, I mean, there's a lot of technology out there and a lot of people trying to figure out how to get something you're interested in in front of you. So you will be aware of the things that you would be interested in buying. Yeah. For the, I mean, for the most part, those, those advertisements are designed to increase awareness of a thing. They're not meant to, you know, Do a badger sell. you or browbeat you into buying it. That's... Yeah not so effective especially for something as easily ignored or shut down as a banner ad yeah yeah uh tony i mean do they ever make any impression on you can you even remember the last time you sort of clicked through on one or are they just noised at this I'm point pretty they're noise i don't think there's ever been a time that i've clicked on one um and to be quite quite honest they're just you know they're just annoying hmm. you know a real consideration to buy ad blocker <laughs> or not buy i should say but <laughs> yeah i blocker, yeah. yeah it's just yeah I, there's uh, well, uh, you know, Nick brought up a good point. It's probably more just to raise awareness of it, not for people to say, "Hmm, that looks interesting." Let me go get more information on that. I mean, um, compare this to say uh, uh, Coca-Cola advertisements. Yeah. Do you think there's people out there who don't know what Coca-Cola is? <laughs> the number two most well-known phrase on the planet is Coca-Cola, or at least 
I've heard it was once behind okay yeah um yeah everyone knows what it is the advertisements are made to to create uh uh like an emotion with the product yeah yeah and it, you know kind of uh secondary and and, and third string effects not yeah. just to make you aware that this product exists and is available for you to buy yeah yeah. Well, here, well, let me pose this question to you then, Nick, because, well, at least from the gaming side, you know, I, uh, I kind of echo Jeff in that I've rarely ever visit like any of these gaming sites like Kotaku or anything. But when I do see those ads, and again, for me, at least personally, they become annoying. And I think maybe subconsciously it kind of turns me off from that game because I keep seeing ads for it. And or maybe it's just driven by the fact that I know I'm not going to buy that game or I have no interest in it. So, and maybe that's kind of driving the annoyance. I don't know. Do you think it could work in the the opposite effect where it's just overload at one point and then it might. Oh, turn absolutely. And that, that, that also means that the advertising network's probably not doing its job as well as it should. Hmm. Um, I don't know uh, for, I remember for a while there, um, watching videos on escapist, they kept having the same Diablo three ad <laughs> over and over Every and over again. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this hmm. or, other other places will keep running the same ad. You might see the same uh, 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 pre-video ad on YouTube, and it and it's no longer yeah. interesting, amusing, or of any value. It just yep. it's just annoying. Oh, I think right. we, we've all experienced that. Where yeah. by the by the thirty or fortieth time you see it, you just internally decide you'll never ever have anything to do with that product or or company. Man, I don't know. I don't know if this is national or just around here, but there's this uh, "Cars for Kids" jingle on the radio that every uh, time yeah. it comes up, I'm like, "Nope, go away, go away, <laughs> no, go away, your, go it's away." It's here on the East Coast too, and I've heard multiple versions of it now too. So. <laughs> I, I, oh my god! This, and and it keeps coming back. I hate it so much. I hate it. Yeah. I, I grew to quite I, I didn't hear it for very long but I grew to quite loathe that uh, Splatoon ad <laughs> that uh, that Nintendo had out for a while and the fact that everybody was parroting it as well kind of for about a week there it was I couldn't escape it but yeah no I I, I feel your pain um, oddly enough I never encountered that ad I I, oh, I actually had to look it up consider yourself lucky <laughs> um a, a question for you Nick uh, just something we we touched on earlier when we're talking about a free-to-play game uh, and obviously uh, every time i turn on the tv i see another clash of clans or game of war ad so there's money being spent no doubt about that um the the, the consideration for a free-to-play game is, is that you know you, the game has to be at a certain critical mass or amount of players in order to be viable because uh, the game is free to start with and not everyone's paying for it um I take it that it's a very, very different and more uh, precise sort of consideration when deciding how to spend money on ads or how much. I, I gather that it's uh, a lot more critical to get that right with a free-to-play game. Uh, I don't deal with the ads directly, but I know there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Mm. Um, there's, like I said, there's different channels. There's different uh, ways you can advertise. There's, for example, um, different... Um, banner ads you could put up somewhere like this image versus that image and you start having to figure out which one people respond to better because it's i mean on the surface you might say well it's this picture versus that picture and like the look on the face is a little bit different does that really make that big a difference mm. but it's a little thing and after time when when you're talking about trying to expose this to millions of people those little things add up to appreciable differences yeah yeah, yeah there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of work and thought that can go into that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, where do we, uh, Tony, I'll, I'll put it to you. Where do you see game ads going in the future? Do, do you see a lot more of the, did you see more of the same? Is it going to be more, more heavy uh, reliance on YouTube and, and other sorts of social media type services to, to do advertising? Is, is there, is there a place you'd like to see it go or not go <laughs> or less of, uh, in, in your opinion, or I definitely think it's evolving. Um, in a, in a pretty much a good way. Um, I know a lot of the, you know, YouTube, uh, channels I subscribe to have sponsored videos. Mm. Um, and a lot of them will be, Hey, we were asked to play this game, uh, by the sponsor and we're going to throw up a gameplay video of us. Um, and so that, that's interesting. Um, yeah. And of course you have streaming, which can kind of be looked as a form of advertising too, I guess. Um, that really a company may not even have to pay for, uh, but something I'd like to see honestly is, uh, and this is probably way, way more difficult to pull off. And I know I've mentioned it before, but uh, things like PT, mm. you know, that was that was yeah. probably the greatest video game advertisement of all time, arguably. Um, I'd like to see more more things like that. Um, I don't. Not everyone thinks like uh, Kojima, but, yeah. <laughs> or has that mindset. But if we could see kind of th- more things like that, I think that'd be more viral. That'd be great to see. More viral, clever viral stuff like that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. More kind of thinking outside the box. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely changing. It's not nece- it, it's not necessarily going to be more of the same. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. Do you see it going I any think, particular uh, way, Nick? I, I, I think the um, the biggest change, uh, at least immediately, is more work and more refinement on, like I mentioned before, trying to get the thing that you're interested in in front of you. So it's not necessarily going to be a change in the advertisement themselves, but uh, uh, trying to change the the technology and the filtering that feeds that ad to you to try to make sure that it's something you're interested in. So it's ideally it ju- would just result in you seeing more ads for stuff that you think is cool. Um, well, to wrap up, I might just ask, uh, I might just ask you and, and share myself uh, if you've got any favorite uh, game ads um, that you've ever encountered, one, ones that are near and dear, just the most clever, funny that you've ever uh, come across. How about you, Tony? Uh, well, like I definitely said before, the, that Gears of War Mad World trailer. I, you know what? I don't even know what it was exactly about that trailer, but something just sold me. I was like, I want to know more about this. Like, it was, I don't know what it was, but that I, that game just hooked me. Like, every time it came on, you know, it was like an ad. I, I wanted to, it to come on. You know, it was before the days of YouTube where you just watch something a hundred million times over and over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of them. Um, I might also, of course, I got to throw in a Halo one in there. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, the Halo Reach uh, Deliver Hope live action trailer. I really loved that one. Yeah. Um, and I also mentioned, uh, that destiny trailer. I think that was a, that was clever in the sense that it really sold kind of what the game was more or less. It was, you know, a very social game that you played with your friends and shot aliens in the face. I mean, I thought it was very well done with a little, with a little bit of humor in there. So, uh, I think I'll throw those out as my top three. Here, I thought you were going to put the Madden 16 uh, 10 minute movie. uh... Oh, my God. Well, if you said favorites, if we want to throw worst, yeah, that was. I don't know, Nick, if you've seen that. I had to show Jeff that. But there's like a a, a movie. It's a short film. But it's, you know, and they tried to be over the top and make it funny because it was crazy and stupid, but it was just stupid. And it was so ridiculous. I mean, if you want to, you know, waste 10 minutes of your life, go do that. But otherwise, I wouldn't suggest doing it. How about you, Nick? Any uh, any favorites? I think I'm going to have to go with. It was actually a trailer video uh, for Killer Seven. Um, if Killer anyone Seven. remembers that one, yeah, it was one of those. Uh, 
what was it Capcom Five, of which four actually came out when Capcom was uh, gonna release five console exclusives on the GameCube. Oh, and it was uh, Killer Seven, Beautiful Joe, PN Zero Three, Resident Evil Four, and uh, the other one was like Dead Phoenix or something. It 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 got canceled before it got released. But uh, Killer Seven's trailer was pretty badass and kind of a weird. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. That that whole game is is almost defies description. But uh, the 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 trailer w- it just presented just enough intriguing imagery that I just had to look up more about it. And I don't know. It's it's. I guess I have to call it one of my favorite games because I keep thinking about it and, and wanting to mess around with it and hmm. and keep thinking of it fondly, despite the fact that the, when the <laughs> I'm just going to have to talk about the game a little bit here. The first time I played the game, I got all the way through it, and I said, I don't know if I like this game. And and I played through it again. I said, I still don't think I like this game, or I, I don't know if I like this game or not. And I played through it a third time. It's like, I'm still not sure, but I played through it three times, well, so ad, I must like it. must have worked. <laughs> it really did a number on you. Well, that wasn't even just the ad. You get into that. Like, the ad was far more sensical than the game itself. The game is... It's weird. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm hoping to, to, to do a thing with that game for the site. Uh, coming up here, and, ah, okay. and everyone will be able to see just how weird this game is. <laughs> there, there was a that game had like a hundred page thread on Game Facts of people trying to figure out the plot. It was <laughs> it, it was like the video game equivalent of the Naked Lunch. <laughs> you look at it, and you know that something's going on. The stuff isn't random, but damned if I can figure out what's going on. What a great site Game Facts was back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, and if, yeah, hey, if we might, well, yeah, I think it's still around. I visited oh, it not yeah, so long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah if uh, if we get also, if we're also throwing the hated or disliked videos. Uh, I, since we mentioned it, I really, I was getting sick of watching. I think it was the Game of War one with uh, Kate Upton and her boobs all over the place. Yeah, that that really got out. Like, it, it, I know it first premiered. In, I think the last Super Bowl. So obviously they have money to throw around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really got sick of seeing that commercial. But yeah. um, I guess it's doing its job. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, it's, uh, Diablo earlier. Um, I, I was very fond of the old school uh, NES ones. I remember one in particular for Legend of Zelda, which basically, you might remember this one, Nick. It was basically a guy in front of a TV and you see his face and it, quick shots from the game. It basically consisted of him like yelling out the names of the various creatures in the game as he was being attacked by them and freaking out. I thought that was kind of inventive. It didn't really tell you a great deal about the game, but it. Uh, it I I think I remember what you're talking like about. I think it was like two kids and one one was a friend and brought Zelda and and they were like yelling about what was going on in the game. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, and I I, I remember not knowing what Legend of Zelda was about, but at least the commercial having an impact on me. The game. I I, I always remember the the commercial for Zelda two actually because. I always wondered what it was because if anyone remembers the start of Zelda Two, you've got the the princess asleep, asleep on an yeah. altar uh, behind Link, and I think it's just supposed to be she's there but asleep. Whereas in the commercial, they show an actor playing Link like pounding on an invisible force field that's separating them in that temple. Yeah, that that image has stuck with me for quite some time. <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned Diablo earlier because I actually remember a rather long-form uh, TV spot that they did for Diablo 2, which was a, a cut down. Or either, either of you played Diablo 2? 
No. Yeah. No. It was uh it was like a shortened version of the long form and uh at the risk of spoiling it, the, the character in the the character that that you play in the first Diablo basically gets taken over by this malevolent force uh at the end and in Diablo two that's the bad guy effectively and I remember this trailer of this guy walking through the desert with like a jewel stuck in his forehead or something like that and yeah, it was about a minute long, and it didn't show very much gameplay. But yeah, I, that was a really well done ad uh, for a game that you know up to that point I wouldn't have had any interest in at all. Um, but yeah, and it, inventive, like you didn't know right away that it was necessarily a game ad, but uh, it uh, pretty uh, pretty effective certainly stuck with me. And I remember seeing the uh, I remember seeing the trailer on the disc too, and that was uh, you know just an expanded version of that. Well, guys, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, I, I covered pretty much everything I wanted to talk about on the uh, on the subject of uh, advertising, and uh, we'll move on to my patented high score quiz, which is always is tied to the topic at hand, advertising in this case. So, I will um, ask multiple choice to each of my guests. Uh, I'll start with you, Tony. Um, which of the following examples is not a real product placement featured in a video game? And a special shout-out to GamesRadar had a really great article about this that I got uh, most of my ideas. So uh, just to clarify, Tony, you're looking for the one that is not the real product placement featured from a video okay. game. So uh, the choices are A, uh, Marlboro cigarette billboards in the racing game pole position. Uh, B, uh, Dead Rising featuring Playboy magazines and posters throughout the game. Or C, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Fur Day gameplay featured hidden boxes of Durex condoms. <laughs> what do you think? A, B, or C? Uh, of course, all games I've never played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with the first one. What was it? The Marlboro Cigarettes in the Racing Game? Pole Position, yes. Okay, I'll go with that I'll go one. With a. How about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with A as well. A as well. Uh, well, it was, in fact, C, Conker's Bad Fur Day, uh, fur day with mm. the Direct Condoms. Now, a twist on this, there actually were real Conker's Bad Fur Day condoms released in a marketing campaign. Not not in the game, mind you. I'm talking about real-life condoms that had the Conker uh, uh, logo on them. The story about the pole position one is uh, the editions that had the ads uh, were eventually pulled uh, when there was uh, trouble. This was around the time when it, uh, it, it was illegal to have um, advertising for cigarettes. In it, I guess the legislation came in that it was illegal to have advertising for cigarettes in certain media. And I guess video games were sort of a gray area and eventually it was uh, decided that it wasn't a gray area and the makers of Pole Position eventually uh, released new versions of the game that didn't have the Marlboro cigarette ads on the billboards as he raced around. So uh, Yeah, yeah I would have um, thought that would have been considered illegal. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess that just uh... snuck through in the uh, original editions. Apparently, it was a real thing. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know how they thought they were going to get away with that, but apparently they did. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm surprised they actually used that legislation to make that happen. But also, what, what, were, why would you put cigarettes in a, a racing game? That's beyond me. I don't know. But <laughs> well, in, it, <laughs> that's pretty obvious. You want to, you want to, you know, appeal to kids. I mean, why do you think? Uh, well, Joe Campbell yeah. was a thing. <laughs> That's why I mean it's it kind of sounds nefarious and cartoonish supervillainy, but it's it's a real thing there. And a, yeah, apparently in Dead Rising, finding the Playboys gave your character some sort of a boost. That was a real thing in Dead Rising, so wasn't making that one up either. So, uh, well, thanks again, guys. Um, 
I'll just mention quickly uh, a quick plug uh, for some articles on the site. Uh, Nick, of course, contributes uh, the behind the line feature, uh, most recently about um, uh, the Uya. Was that the most recent one? Oh, no. Uh, there's no, it was the, the second Uya one. And the, uh, I, I, yeah, there was the Uya, the master, the master, master system, systems, which yes. is still, still being for made. sale in uh, Brazil. Yeah. I learned something in that article. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> a couple things. I had no idea they were still making those either. So yeah, uh, check it. Check it out. Nick has a regular sort of Tuesday Wednesday uh, feature there behind the line, and uh, you might find other articles from people like myself. Uh, my most recent uh, about uh, adventure game, the Cat Lady, for example. So uh, yeah, check it out. We've uh, got uh, a wide variety of articles, including uh, uh, Goose and. Um, and the Dark Princess herself trading off on the familiar horror-themed attic uh, on Monday. So come check it out. Uh, our Twitter feed, as I said, up the top of the show is at Enthusiax, and our YouTube channel where our video content resides is simply Channel Enthusiax. We have a forum that you can link to up on the top right-hand corner of the Enthusiax.com page if you want to join in the discussions there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreakatenthusiacs.com. If you have any feedback or questions or suggestions for show ideas, we'd appreciate them. Thank you again, Nick and Tony. Uh, thanks, guys. And uh, join us again next time on another edition of Point Streak. Thank you.